thank you, omnipotent Father. God of all wisdom, we bless you. Your people, we have come not because we were invited by men. But we are here because of your divine invitation. And anytime you extend invitation unto your people, unto your sons and daughters, it means you have something for them. Do as it pleases you, O God, in the name of Jesus. Do as it pleases you, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wisdom. 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 Taking my time, I'm going to take it from the top. If I should ask everybody what is wisdom, there is a definition that almost all of us will be able to give. And I want you to understand that wisdom, you cannot have one definite definition for wisdom. Mm -mm. Because wisdom cuts across. The dictionary will give you what they understand by wisdom. And the word of the Lord will also give you the definition. And the word of the Lord, its definition, they are in dimensions. The definition of wisdom in the word of the Lord, they are in dimensions. But if you go into the dictionary, you will see that it is written there that wisdom is the quality of having experience knowledge and good judgment and the quality of being wise that is what is written in the dictionary let me take it again for those that are writing if you go into the dictionary you will find out that wisdom is the quality of having experience knowledge and good judgment the quality of being wise that is the definition that the, the, the dictionary will give you Let me say it again. The definition from the dictionary says that wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. The quality of being wise. That is the definition in the dictionary. And if you break this, 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 um, this definition into, if you break it down, it is simply telling us that Wisdom is the soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Number one. It is the soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Or the body of knowledge and principles that develops within a specified society or period. I am deriving these definitions from what the dictionary is giving us. The first one will tell you that the soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. And two, the body of knowledge and principles that develops within a specified society or period. I'm going to explain. Take your time. I'm going to explain. <laughs> I'm going to explain by the grace of God. 
So when one is having experience, so the dictionary say, I'm Matilda, please you welcome. I'm a rainy please you welcome. So the dictionary is telling us that when one gains experience, knowledge, and is able to give out good judgment, it simply means that a person is having wisdom. When one is able to take good decisions, when one is able to have good judgment, when one is having experience, the dictionary says that it is known as wisdom. Okay. It is true. But it's half truth. We as Christians, we want to enter into the word of the Lord. And see what what this thing we call wisdom truly is. What is wisdom? What is wisdom? What is the biblical definition for wisdom? We want to take our time and enter into the Bible and bring out some definitions by the grace of God. Today I'm talking about the dimensions and the, the, the functions, but I just want to start with the definition. And then I will use the dimensions to explain what wisdom is. This series will take us some time. So please, just be constant. If you truly want to learn something, be constant, be consistent. Let me say it like that. So that you will get the full meaning thereof. I want to take my time. No shouting nothing. I want to take my time. I want to take my time. And so follow me as I follow the Spirit of God. So if you want to understand wisdom from a theoretical point of view, then this definition is okay. If you don't want to have a, a practical dimension of it, then this one is okay. Mm. But there is one thing about the dictionaries. They are limited. It is somebody's knowledge about something that they've written there. So the person, if it is long man, the person that, 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 that wrote the long man, his, his, his understanding of wisdom is what has been written there. His understanding of wisdom is what he has been able to pen down. God said, please you welcome. For you and I to learn something from there. And so the definition is limited. When it comes to what the dictionary has put together, it is limited. May the Lord help us. But if you enter into the word of the Lord, mommy, wisdom doesn't have one expression. Wisdom, it doesn't have one expression. Because the Hebrews and the Greeks, they have different approaches to wisdom. The Hebrews and the Greeks, they all have different approaches to wisdom. If you go to the people, or if you go to the Hebrews, eh, their wisdom is practical. But if you go to the Greeks, wisdom is philosophical. They deal with philosophy. And the Hebrews deal with the practicality. So the Hebrews, they deal with wisdom in its practical sense. But the Greeks, out of philosophy. That is why for them, we have a lot of philosophers among the, the, the Greeks. Most of the people that were able to pen down 
words of wisdom. Most of them were Greeks. Most of the people that, that were able to write things that today we quote them as words of wisdom. Most of them were Greeks. Most of them were Greeks. And if you don't understand the, the, the word philosophy, you two words, so philos. Philos and then Sophia. Philos means love. And Sophia means wisdom. So if we, if we say philosophy, it simply means love of wisdom. Love of wisdom. Two words in a Philos. P-H-I-L-O-S. And then Sophia. S-O-P-H-I-A. The philos means love. And the Sophia means wisdom. So for the Hebrews, they see wisdom as a practicality. But the Greeks, they see it as a philosophy or they see it as abstract. I mean, the reason I'm asking is that it is very difficult to define wisdom in one sentence. It is very difficult to define it in one sentence. And so I want to take my time and break things down so that before you leave here, you will not be confused. You know what wisdom really means. And so let me enter into something that will make you understand. I want to talk about the five dimensions of wisdom. The five dimensions of wisdom. The five dimensions of wisdom. It will help us define wisdom and define it well. I want to talk about the five dimensions of wisdom. Can somebody help me with Psalm 111 verse 10. Psalm 111 verse 10. Can somebody help me with Psalm 111 verse 10? Psalm 111 verse number 10. I'll be very happy if somebody can post it. Psalm 111 verse 10. Thank you, Jesus. I want all of us to read it together. That's why I'm waiting. Okay. Thank you. I'll say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Another verse says that wisdom begins with respect for the Lord. Those who obey his orders have good understanding. He should be praised forever. Let me take the A. Wisdom begins with respect for God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I quoted that scripture to talk about number one, the first dimension of wisdom is the spiritual dimension of wisdom. The spiritual dimension of wisdom. That is where I want to go. The spiritual dimension of wisdom. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord. And most of us as Christians, we've heard the fear of the Lord. The fear, this fear I'm talking about is when it's not when you see God, you run away. No. Or it's not when you see God and you are shy of him. No. It's not when you are afraid to come to the presence of the Lord. No. It is not what drives you from the presence of the Lord. No. It's not what scares you from the presence of the Lord. It's not what scares you from worshiping the Lord. That is not the fear of the Lord I'm talking about. But I want to break the fear of the Lord in, in, in two. Number one, it simply means to turn away from sin and everything that is wrong. Number one, when I say the fear of the Lord, I'm talking about 
to turn away from sin and everything that is wrong to turn away from it is not easy to turn away from something that interests you so much it is not easy but because you fear God because you have respect for him I love the second version so wisdom begins with respect for the Lord because you have respect for God things that he doesn't like you don't go near them and you don't do it you don't go near it and you don't do it so if you break the fear of the Lord into two the first one says to turn away from sin and everything that is wrong so you have to sit down and know the things that that are wrong so if you don't if you don't study the word of the Lord how can you know that this is wrong and this is how come a lot of us we 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 we, we just fall prey to certain things that make us fall into sin because we don't read the word for ourselves and there are there are some things that are not that are not sin but most of us we have been preached to that they are sins why because we ourselves we don't have time to study the word of the lord if you truly want to respect god if you truly want to fear god then you must know his principles these are not principles that must be given to you as an advice. You must sit down to know his principles. Study about his principles. What are the things that the God I am serving doesn't like? Let me put a stop to it. Let me put a stop to it. So number one, to turn away from sin. And everything that is wrong. Number two, to reverence or to have respect for God. When we say the fear of the Lord, we are talking about to have reverence. Or have respect for God. Are we together? Or are we together? Thank you Holy Spirit. So those that. Those that started studying the word of the Lord with us. We saw from Proverbs chapter 8. The verse number 13. That the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. To hate pride and arrogancy. And the evil way. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So when we say the fear of the Lord, we are talking about to turn away from sin and everything that is wrong. Everything that is wrong, you must turn away from it. And number two, having reverence or respect for him. You respect your father, there are some things you don't say. You respect your father, there are some things you don't say whether he is there or he is not. Once you respect your father, there are some things you are not supposed to say. If you, if, if you say you respect your father and, and you, you only respect him when he is present and when he's away you are talking ill of him that is not respect that is not respect and I've said it on this platform that that is even dangerous than insulting him in your face in his face anybody you respect you must equally respect the person when he is not there in his absence because the Lord we serve, we have not seen him with our eyes. So if you say you respect God, let me, let me go to Joseph. Joseph had every reason to sleep with Potiphar's wife. Every reason. He had every reason to sleep with Potiphar's wife. But for the respect he had for God, whether he could see God or not, the man didn't do it. And there are some of us 
when we are in Ghana, our character is different. When we travel, we are different. It looks as if the, the, the God of Ghana is different from the God of Canada, the God of US, the God of UK, the God of Australia, the, 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 the countries. There are some of us immediately we travel. How we used to even serve God in Ghana changes. I don't know whether we develop an, a, a, a character or an act that says that God of Ghana is different from God of USA. So if you say you respect somebody, you must even do so in the person's absence. So when I, when I see these young guys talking ill about their senior pastors because they are not there, let me tell you the truth is that it is even when the person is not there that counts. Because everyone knows that when, when, when your senior pastor is there, you cannot insult him to his face. But when he's not there, if you are able to find strength to insult him, that is a great problem. So wisdom is to turn away from sin and everything that is wrong. And number uh, somebody say wisdom. The fear of the Lord. Number two, to reverence or have respect for God. Respect for God. Mama Henry please you welcome. To have respect for God. Know when to go to church and how to go. Know when to pray and how to pray. How do you honor your, your God? What time does church begin? Are you wake up and you do things like there is nothing at stake. They are having te- Bible teachings. Bible teachings, they are not like it. Uh, by 10 o'clock, they will start praises. That is the time I want to go. People that have respect for God, they don't need men to advise them, go to church early. Because you know your God. And you know the principles of God. You know the principles of God. There are some things if you do, people that really know what respect is. Because if your father, if you truly respect your father, and your father says that, come to the house 2 p.m. You make sure that before 2 p.m. you are there. Let me shock you more. Was it yesterday? I said something to my wife. I said, No, I said we were late for church. And I was in pain. I said, Ah, we are late. And mommy said, But we woke up early. So I don't know why we are, we are late today. And I said, what time did we wake up today? And mommy said, 6.30. And I said, when you are going to work, what time do you wake up? She said, 4. <laughs> you see the difference? What time did we wake up? 6.30. What time did, do we wake up for, for work? 4. Why is it so? Because if we do not go to work early, our bosses will be angry. But if we do not go to church early, there is no problem. This is, this is it. We are very prompt when it comes to things <laughs> that has got nothing to do with our spirit. But when it comes to the things that has got everything to do with our spirit, we have excuses. I went to church late yesterday. I was mad from the house. I was angry. 
because we were late. Because I don't need anybody to advise me. I know the principles of God. And if I say I respect God, then I must get there early. I respect my bosses, so I wake up early and I go to work. I respect my head, headmaster, so I wake up early and I go to school. Because the school has set down principles and I have to be obedient to the principles. If not, I can be punished. And we think that there are no principles in this kingdom. May the Lord have mercy on us. There are principles in this kingdom. If you want to go far in the Lord, if you truly love God, if you truly respect God, if you truly honor Him, if you truly reverence God, there are principles. There are principles. Let me tell you something. Let me, let me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me give you this example. Let me liken the fear of God to the way an electrician fears electricity. The electricians, they work with electricity, true or false. But they themselves, they fear electricity. They are electricians. It was out of the electricity they have become professionals. And they are being given the name electricians. But they themselves, they are very careful when operating. Because these people, a, you, if you are an electrician and you don't have a healthy fear for electricity, the same thing will kill you. I said what? The same thing will kill you. And every electrician knows the awesome power of the electricity. They are also aware of the deadly power of the electricity. Most of us, we only talk about the grace of God, the mercy of God. We have forgotten that that same God is the, is the God of judgment. The same God that is merciful. The same God that is graceful. We, we, we write on these two words. And these two attributes of our God. And we have forgotten that that same God is a God of judgment. That he will bring everything into judgment when the time is right. We forget about the, the, the judgment aspect of the Lord. And we only embrace the gracefulness and his mercy. The same God that is merciful. That same God. Is also our judge. And most times you don't preach the God that, 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 that judges. The God that, that is our judge. You forget about that. And that is the deadly nature of our God. So anyone that is an electrician, before they are able to climb the pole or do anything, before they do any wiring, they make sure, they make sure, they double cross and make sure that they are going by the principles of electricity. Because there are principles in, in, in working with electricity. You cannot connect the, the, the wrong circuit. If you do that, you can cause the entire house to burn. If you do that, you can cause death. You can cause problem. And so they work with principles. They know the principles of electricity. Now, how, what happens to Christians? Do we know the principles of God? Do we know the things that God loves and God uh, delights and the things that he doesn't like at all? Are we aware of these things? Have we taken time to know the do's and don'ts of our, of our father? Most of us. In relationship, the first thing we ask is that what are your do's and don'ts? Have you also asked God what is what are his do's and don'ts? When you were looking for the girlfriend, you met the girlfriend, the first question you asked the girlfriend was, What were what are your do's and don'ts? Can I please know the things you like so that I don't do it to you? Please have you asked the same question? Becoming a Christian, have you taken your time to also study the do's and don'ts? Have you gotten time to also study the principles of God? 
What are the principles in this kingdom? I am talking about the, the spiritual dimension of wisdom. I'm giving you five dimensions. The spiritual dimension is what deals with the fear of God. You can't violate you can't violate electricity. If you're an electrician, you must be careful. You must know the principles. You must know how things are done. If you're a Christian, you must be careful. You must know how things are done. You must be aware of how things are done. You don't just wake up and mess things around and say you fear God. No. And so you reverence God. No. No, no, no. You can't just arise and be messing things around. Things must be done in its proportional state. Things must be done and be done well. There are principles in this kingdom. So in the dimension of wisdom that has got to do with the with, with the with the with the spiritual, sir, you need to fear God. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The turn away from sin is the beginning of wisdom. The reverence of God, the respect for God. It's the beginning of wisdom because it is God that gives wisdom. If you don't respect him, how do you get the wisdom? If you don't respect him, how do you get the wisdom? Hmm? So we are not talking about the, the fear that will make you stay away from God. We are talking about the type of respectful fear. That makes you recognize the awesome or the, the awesomeness of God. And because of his awesomeness, this particular fear is able to cause you to conduct your life according to his principles. You must conduct your life according to the principles of the law. There are principles. There are principles in this kingdom. So if if you are, if you are an electrician. And you are working with electricity. You must know the principle. You must you must know the laws. You you don't you, you don't take positive and then place it at where negative is. You will die, or you will cause damage. Christians, are we ready to know the principles in this kingdom? Have we taken our time to even study the principles in this kingdom? When you tell a Christian to study the word of the Lord, it is either you'll be running away or you'll be giving you blue ticks. Let me tell you, sir. If you don't have this first spiritual dimension, that is the fear of the Lord. It simply means that you haven't even begun the journey to wisdom. You haven't even begun the journey to wisdom. If you don't have this first dimension, this spiritual dimension which deals with the fear of God. I will get somewhere, I will, I will, I will teach the, type, the three types of wisdom. That is where you know where you belong or where I also belong. Thank you, mom. You will know where I belong and you also know where you belong when I get to the three types of wisdom. You have no fear for God. You say you are full of wisdom. What wisdom are you talking about? Pastor Trater is saying that the beginning of wisdom or the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you don't have this spiritual dimension, please. You have not even begun the journey. You have not even begun the journey. 
May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us and give us grace to fear him. Grace to to hate sin. Grace to hate sin. Grace to hate sin. Grace to respect him. If you respect your father, there are some things you can't do. You can't do. And then you will not do. You can't do. Somebody you so much respect. I'll tell you that you can talk back at your father. How can you? No, 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 no. You can't do it. Except you lose respect for the person. How much more some of us? Sometimes we, how much more God? Sorry, some of us, we, 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 we go to church and our attitude in church is disrespectful. You think it is only when you say, somebody, you say to somebody that you are a fool or you are stupid. That is when you have insulted. Sometimes your attitude in the, in the house of God, your attitude in the kingdom, your attitude in the kingdom, how when you are late for church, look at how you walk. When you are being given an assignment in church, look at how you operate. Ask yourself these things. You think you are you are the most beautiful and you are most the, the most handsome person to be given the position of a prayer warrior leader. You think you are so powerful. You think you think you know how to smile. That is why they gave you the position of a, a, a senior usher. It is a privilege. That is not a platform to disrespect your leaders. It's a privilege. It's grace. You, you think you are the last person that can smile well. You think you are the last person to sing well. Mm. Sometimes I, I, I wonder. You give some people positions in church and, and all of a sudden they become God. If you truly respect God, you will serve. You don't seek to be saved. You will save. You will not seek to be saved. Sometimes you go to the church and people are asking for, why have you changed my sitting position? I'm telling you, someone, uh, why have you changed my sitting position? As if you owes the church. Mm, let me continue. So the first dimension is the spiritual dimension of wisdom. Let me be quick. Let me go to the mental dimension of wisdom. Follow me as I follow Christ. The mental dimension of Jesus uh, of wisdom. Let me tell you. Uh, this type of dimension, eh, most of us we are familiar with. The mental dimension of wisdom, number two. This type of wisdom or this dimension of wisdom most of us we are familiar with. Because it simply means having a deep understanding or insight into how things operate. Or how life operates. How things operate. When we say mental dimension of wisdom, I'm talking about having a deep understanding or insight into how life operates. How things operate. If you have insight about these things, it is called the, the mental dimension. God bless you. It's called the mental dimension of wisdom. 
And this is different from having a, a high IQ or having good grades in school. <laughs> Let me tell you. Intelligence and knowledge are close, but they are not the same as wisdom. Intelligence. Intelligence and knowledge are very close. But they are not the same as wisdom. We have people that are very, very intelligent, yet stupid. Stupid is too harsh, foolish. And before this, teachings will go to an end. You will get it. You understand why I said that. You cannot equate intelligence to wisdom. You cannot equate knowledge to wisdom. The knowledge we acquire in school cannot be compared to the wisdom of God. <laughs> when you, I, I started studying something about the Jews. Then I saw something that I really loved. These people called Jews here. The men, they said that the men, their mental wisdom it is gained by observing nature. No wonder the Bible talks about that too. And I'll quote it. Do you know that you can observe how something works and then you get experience out of it? Let me explain. When you go to the book of Proverbs, eh, a lot of animals have been mentioned there. Foxes, lions, snakes, ants, bees, deer, a lot of animals, their names are there. So you'll be a and now you have come across a lot of animals. You will come across. But the one that all of us, we can remember well, is the ant. I think you, you have read about the ant. about the ant. See, you sluggard. You lazy man. Go to the ant. Listen. The Jews, they learn wisdom from observation. And not from books. I took my time to study about these people called Jews, the Israelites. They learn wisdom from observation and not from books. So when Solomon was even teaching, he said, You sluggard, go to the ant. What should we do? Why should you go to the ant? There is something the ant is able to do. When you observe, you can get wisdom for your life. You can get wisdom and apply it also in your life. So the mental aspect of wisdom I'm talking about is gained through observation and appreciation of how things work. How things work. You can observe how things work and get something out of it. And then leave, 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 you can say, uh, uh, practice it. Let me put it that way. So when the Bible said, we should go to the ant, what is the, the, the meaning? You go to the ant, you see a very tiny animal, and you see this animal is busily picking food from long tennis just to keep it. So they will be taking food from all places. You see them very busy. When, when they are living in the abundance of food, they don't just rejoice and be eating. They are able to store up something so that when hardship comes, 
so that when the day of reckoning comes so that when the day of famine comes so that when the rainy season comes where they cannot be walking around that they can feed on the 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 the, the food they, they they kept or they packed and this is what the lord is telling us and this is how the jews do also study they study by observation how things work so if you read this you will get wisdom out of it say ah then when you are living in abundance store some save some the fact that today you are blessed with a lot of dollars you have some in your banks you have some in your houses you have some in your mobile money does not mean that the season will be like this forever this is wisdom for living wisdom for practical living so the, 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 the mental dimension of wisdom has got to do with practical living observing how things work you don't also need to enter into marriage and, and suffer a divorce once you have an example if you are coming from a home where there is a when you are coming from a broken home excuse me when you are coming from a broken home and you know all these things that transpired in that home you don't also have to go through that and suffer divorce you must learn something from there so we we get wisdom the mental dimension of wisdom is that we get this type of wisdom by observation your father failed and you have got it to where your father failed and you're also failing it means you never learned anything from the failure of your father and that is foolishness sometimes you see men rejoicing when men are falling you don't rejoice when men are falling you rather learn something from there people that are wise they don't make mockery of people that are falling because they know that they can also fall and so when to, to, to my brother for people to know that you are walking in wisdom you must observe things and make sure that when you get there you will not also fail so those of us that when people fail we make mockery of them instead of the youth to learn we don't learn because we don't like wisdom we don't cherish wisdom we don't have time for wisdom we don't have time for it all that we need is the school let me go school let me go school sometimes there are certain things they are not taught in the school there are certain things in this life nobody will teach you in school we we learn it by observation let me say it again you see there are certain things in this life mama, no matter the degree you have gotten in this life, nobody will teach you nobody will teach you you have to learn it by observation that is how things work and that is the mental dimension of wisdom so i've spoken about the spiritual dimension of wisdom and now i'm talking about the mental dimension of wisdom nobody teaches you learn by observation how things work then you apply yourself to wisdom ah papa where you say papa you say you say you say i know failure now now me assuming you the same thing ah thinking that i will be better than that no i cannot go on the old path when I'm preaching, I love the practicality. My father, my father, father, when he began life, was doing so well, but because of plenty money, he missed his path. He made a lot of wrong 
choices. A lot of wrong choices that even came to affect us. A lot of wrong choices. So growing up, I wrote all these things down. What made my father fail? No investment. Humanizing. Or have a case in the name. And Sanom, you can't prophesy. Mumwami. And Sanom. Yes, car. No, I'm going to go to the house. When he gets money, that is when we realize that he's having friends. When he has no money, nobody comes around him. The day he will get money, that day. That is when they, 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 they get long table for, for friends to sit and then they eat and drink. What did you say, woman? I said, What did you say? Then it is my turn to also grow. Nobody would teach me in school this thing. By my father, I have to learn. I, I, I must observe what made him fail. And make sure I don't repeat that. So it simply means that if I repeat what he did, the tendency of becoming like him, the probability of becoming like him is very easy. The tendency of me becoming like my father is simple. Right? But if I am able to draw observation, if I'm able to draw lessons from that. that observation, if I'm able to draw lessons out of that, I'll get the best life. Yes. You've not learned anything from that. You're also doing the same thing. The same thing you are doing. And when we ask you, you are like, Mama, so far as you have eyes to see, you must be able to observe things and draw wisdom out of it for your own life. And stop this witchcraft, witchcraft, witchcraft things. Everything is witchcraft. There are most of us, this is our life. Everything is witchcraft. Everything is, is witchcraft. Everything is, is uh, ancestral curses. You can also learn by observation. Sit down quietly. You can even go to your father and ask him questions. What did you do? That, that made you end up in such a state. When he begins to tell you the things he did. The wrongs he did. Then you begin to write your life well. You begin to assess your life and see. Are you also going on that same path? That is the application of wisdom. You don't just make mockery of your father. Or you don't just stand somewhere and say. My father did this and did that and he failed. If you are also going that same path. Sir, you are going to fail. Apply yourself to wisdom. These are the mistakes you are making. Instead of us to learn, we make mockery. Instead of us to learn, we complain. Instead of us to learn from what our fathers went through, we complain. We complain. What the casas are you be saying all these things? I wonder you also not take care of your kids. Because you never took any lesson from what your father did. Maybe the reason why your father went through that was that you will learn something out of it. Why is the aunt so busy? And why is the Lord directing us to learn something from the ant? Just that we will also know that this is the way to go about certain things. You cannot be enjoying abundance for the rest of your life. There is a season called scarcity will come. When that season comes, that is when 
it will reflect whether you, you, you applied yourself to wisdom, whether you observed something, whether you kept something, or you just enjoyed it because it was coming every day. You are just enjoying it because it's coming every day. This is our problem. Are we together? So if your father has failed, you must draw lessons from that. Whatever people get to and they fall, draw lessons from that and make sure that when you get there, you will not fall. Because if you get there and you fall, you have, you have also become foolish. Why? Because you didn't apply yourself to wisdom. So you can go to the ant and study the ant and come home and still say you are poor. Because after you have been given the direction to go to the ant, you must observe the ways of the ant. And when you come, when you come, sorry, apply whatever you saw in your life. That is it. The mental dimension of wisdom. So I'm talking about the spiritual dimension of wisdom. Now I'm talking about the mental dimension of wisdom. It is acquired through observation. Look at how things work. Look at how things work and apply them. And yet they be an abacus school. There are people that, that never attend the school, but they only observe how things work. So let me tell you something. The people of the people of Israel, like the Jews, eh? the Jews, the Jews. Let me tell you. All these things Ghana is having, they don't have the <laughs> their, their land is mountainous and, and desert. They don't have these things that we are having, no. But they are able to. To grow some some tomatoes and some powerful things for even other countries. That land is a land of wisdom. The Jews, they know how to observe the mental dimension of wisdom. These people, they are able to apply it. So let me tell you, sometimes. The Lord will appoint, hey Papa Jacob, please you're welcome. The Lord will appoint you to follow a certain man of God. And the man of God is misbehaving. And instead of you to learn things from that, you do know the reason why the Lord took you there. For you to learn something, nobody will teach you that. For you to acquire wisdom mentally by observation. By observation. So you follow a man of God. And the man of God is making mistakes and you have become concerned. All that you do is to talk about the man of God. You are not learning anything. The reason why the Lord took you there, you have missed it. You went there on a particular assignment. The, the only thing is that the Lord didn't tell you that I'm taking you to a place where the man of God will fail. Maybe there is assignment ahead of you that will need you, that, that demands that you learn something from what that man of God is going through. Uh, someone stayed in the house of Eli. But he didn't fail like the sons of Eli. You can be in a place where men are failing, but you can do well. Why? Because you are able to observe and change things in your life. Every situation you find yourself, there is an avenue for you to learn. There is an opportunity for you to learn. The Lord, the Lord doesn't make a mistake. If he, if he positions you in Ghana, it means you have to learn something here. You can still become better in Ghana by observing things and know how things work. You don't just be there be complaining. People that, are, that have no foresight are the ones that complain a lot. Wisdom. You think every, everywhere you go, and you go there to talk about the person. Obu Akura, Otimi Kwawari, Ebinawari, and the first one, Egu. 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 And the person is supposed to enter into another marriage. From there, you must learn lessons. You must take lessons. You must take notes. You must observe things. How did the first one fail? What are the things I did? 
that made the first one fail what are the things that the, 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 the man also did that made the first one fail if you should enter into another marriage you must not fail again because you must have you you must have experience you have you must draw wisdom on what happened yesterday we want to do exploits observe and apply it's not every day that you will be able to school visa and school there are people that never attended any school today people that have attended schools and are having a, a HNDs and higher diplomas and mentioning the degrees they are the ones working for them they, they sat down quietly observed how things work and they applied it that is the mental dimension of wisdom let me tell you if you are, I, I remember one time I was advising one, one lady and the lady said something I cried for her I said Baba eh it is true. I said, you are a fool. Somebody is coming from a place and he's telling you that the, there is fire there. And he said, let me also go there and experience the fire myself. <laughs> this, is, this is serious foolishness. Now, do you know the reason why the Lord brought that person your way? You think the Lord makes a mistake? I miss me. I miss me more than the mother. I don't know what I mean. But I'm not sure you're not sure you're a fool. I told you, you were a fool. You were a fool that you, instead of you to learn something, to amend your ways. Eh? When, you, when you are able to observe things and apply it, it helps you. You, you, don't, you don't go through the long process. It, 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 it will not let you go on a, on a long journey but you can acquire a lot I'm telling you let me tell you you don't need to personally experience issues before you learn it's not every day that you must experience issues the mental dimension of wisdom demands that you don't need to always experience issues before you learn you can equally learn from the experience of people what things what people are going through you can learn from what thing, oh, sorry what people are going through you can learn from it you don't necessarily have to be there you don't necessarily have to go through that same thing let them go through it pick out something add it to your life application of wisdom that is the mental dimension of wisdom are we together instead of saying the same mistake your sister Penny made you are also entering into the same mistake and you want to get a different resource it doesn't happen like that it doesn't happen like that there, you, you are lucky that somebody went ahead of you you are lucky that your senior sister went ahead of you. If your senior sister has failed, learn something from that and make sure that you don't also fail. This is the application of wisdom mentally. You must be mentally strong. Go and ask your mother. Go and ask the, your mother. Why did your marriage fail? Let your mother tell you all the points. After that, observe. 
sow things out of that and apply it to your life and tell yourself I will not do my things this way nobody will teach you this it is the application of wisdom mental as a matter of fact what, what people teach about marriage if you enter into marriage you know that it's not true most of them is not true the things we go to school and we learn about marriage when you, when you, when you enter into marriage practically you know that most of them they are not true I'm talking by experience I'm telling you sir I say, and I uh, in this gen- in this Nanado generation. generation. We learn every day. This is the reason why your marriage is collapsed. Me, I cook. I wash. If, I, if I'm washing and my mask clothes are there, so I should let it be there. And say because I'm the man. Oh, sir. Mama goes to work and comes home around. This year, I walk around about five. Time I own young way, no quite tomorrow. She comes around eight, nine. Car seven to be two, be two, be ten. Are you telling me that that is the time I should expect her to come and cook for me to eat? Whilst I am, I am preaching from the house. I do service from the house. I'm in the house. I have to sit down because I'm the man and wait for Mama to come from work. And when she comes, she come and cook. Will this marriage survive? Every day I will fight because I expect my man to do what women, what women, or every woman is doing. So you think that is how it works? We observe and we apply ourselves to wisdom. Because I was saying, free bar, free, no free, cantonment, no abba, 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 no no I've been eating late. And instead of men to apply ourselves to wisdom, those that your man, Papa Moye, and say, Mununa. I saw my guy back when I put you in the front of Papa and say, I meant you, you meant you, I had it. Meant you, you meant you, you didn't know. Bema, you went to you, Bema, you had your open. Stop fooling. What your father is telling you is lies. Your father wants your marriage to crash. Listen to your wife. Any man that, that doesn't that, that do not listen to the wife is doomed. Do you know the kind of wisdom the Lord has also given to women? So in our generation, there are certain things that are funny.
Oh, sorry, my battery went off. Please forgive me. Maybe. How can the battery die like that? So we learn by experience. We get wisdom by experience. It's not every day that you must go through what your mother and your father went through. In fact, it is haram that whatever your mom and your, your dad went through, it is haram for you, so, for you to also go through. You must learn from it. Sometimes, if there are certain things going on in the family and you don't understand, go and sit your mother or your father down. Ask them why things are going this way. Daddy, why did you fail? Why is it that this, this one you were not able to accomplish? Let them tell you what, what they went through and why they didn't succeed. And after hearing that, learn that and make sure that you apply yourself to wish, unto wisdom. And it's not everything that will be taught in school. You can have degree and still be foolish. I know men with degrees that, that beat their wives because they are going by what their fathers did. Their father was beating them, their mother. And so they've also learned that no matter the degree they've gotten, they are still beating their wives. You can get all the degrees in this and still be foolish. I say it again. You can be foolish. Are we together? Wisdom is a principle to know. It's a principle to know. Taking my time this week, we want to break it down. We want to learn something. We want to do exploits, and so we must know. We must. Know. Thank you very much for being with me. So we have the spiritual dimension of wisdom. We have the mental dimension of wisdom. Number three, we also have the moral dimension of wisdom. The moral dimension of wisdom. The moral dimension is the ability to differentiate right from wrong. Don't, don't mix things and say all things are equal. <laughs> there is a difference between good and bad. And I'm going to shock you. There is a difference between good and right. Mm. Not all, not all good things are right, but every right thing is good. <laughs> not all good things are right, but every right thing is good. I'm leaving you with that word. Go and think about it. That statement. Go and think about it. Bible says, "What ye ni na hukwain, so ye ni ni na ne yemai." I say, "What ye ni na hukwain." May the Lord help us. Listen to me. There is this moral dimension of wisdom. That is your ability to differentiate right from wrong. What is wrong is wrong. No matter the number of people that are doing it is still wrong. Numbers does not change the, the state of something when it is wrong. Listen to me. The fact that everybody is doing it doesn't make it right. The fact that a high profile person is doing it doesn't make it right. What is wrong is wrong. So when it comes to the moral dimension, it simply means that your ability to differentiate wrong from right and right from wrong. It is the moral force to exhibit righteous conduct. There is this moral force that helps men to exhibit righteous conduct. You think, you think it's just uh, something mere? 
to live a righteous life. No, there must be a moral force. There must be a principle that is guiding your life. There must be a moral force. There must be a principle that guides your life. So when somebody doesn't fear God, morally they are corrupt. Morally they are corrupt. Are we together? If you are here, you lie, you steal, you cheat, you do all immoral things. Mama, don't, don't finish and come and say you are wise. You have probably been started a journey of wisdom. May the Lord have mercy on us. Because we test. How the Bible says that I, I, I remember the book of James. He that lacks wisdom lacks of God. He's always able and ready to give unto us. Let me tell you. You cannot keep in on you cannot keep on sorry, you cannot keep on making wrong choices every day. Call a generational test. There is something called moral morality. You cannot keep on making wrong choices almost every time of your life and say it is a ancestral. My grandfather did it, my father did it, and now I believe it's my turn. That is that is the, the language of foolish foolishness. Is the language of foolishness. If you are able to say it, it means you recognize. It means you know what, what made them fall. Why didn't you learn? Why have you also fallen? We're together. Sir, you can be very anointed, if, but we are, if you are not morally strong, you have no wisdom. You can be very charismatic, but if you are weak morally, You can be very charismatic when you stand there. You can pray for eight hours. Praying for eight hours with now without any moral power. You are not morally disciplined to overcome simple, simple things that you know that will make you an enemy to God. Anyone that goes against the instructions of God. Is morally corrupt because everything steers from your morals out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth it speaks. The mouth doesn't just speak, oh, the mouth speaks out of the abundance of the heart. Anytime you hear somebody speak out things that are evil, things that are bad, it means there is something wrong in the heart. There is something wrong. So we must be morally correct. Morally correct. That's why you must work on yourself day in and day out through God's word. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We have to be renewing our mind daily by God's word. And as we look into God's word, sir, it helps us to, 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 to stop certain things. 
you are not morally right the thing you are doing is what you are advising men so today you get people that can pick a microphone and be preaching what they are not living as Paul said that even when before I preach I make sure that I subject myself under the word so that after preaching I will not be left out because any word that comes out of the, the mouth of the man of God the man of God will be judged anytime the Lord gives you message make sure that you have applied the message on yourself before taking it outside you can't preach what you don't have you can't speak what you don't possess you don't go and be reading and be throwing it out once you yourself you've not studied anything it is not wisdom sir you must be morally right if not the devil will always be having uh, legal grounds in your life I'm telling you most of us the devil is having legal grounds in life. we want to say something and he shuts it up you are not right to talk about this matter you are going to talk about somebody that just slapped the wife just slap you dear you are stepping on your wife you are you have hidden that and you have moral right to go and talk about somebody that slapped the wife sometimes most of the counselors the things they do and they still have the moral energy the power to sit in the offices and talk to men and god have mercy on us there is a moral dimension of wisdom that each and every one of us must have pray that may the lord open our eyes to these things he's teaching us so that we can practically add it to our lives and always stand the best for him so that his glory will manifest in us and, and men will, will, will see our benefit because of his light in the name of Jesus. You don't just become a man of God. You must go through training. Morally, you must, you must be disciplined. Yes, you need to be a man of God. Yes, you need to be a man of God. Yes, you need to be a man of God. Yes, you need to be a man of God. Apply yourself to wisdom. If only you have wisdom, the, the, the entrance of it thereof says that the fear of the Lord. I've talked about the spiritual dimension, I've talked about the mental dimension, I've talked about the moral dimension. I want to go to the number four. I want to talk about the practical dimension of wisdom. How do you make a crap? I'm a time on Ozunti. I think I will, I will leave the last point. I want to talk about the practical dimension of wisdom. The practical dimension. I want to talk about five. At the time, for the time's sake, I don't think I can complete. We will continue. It's a series, so I will do it. All that I pray is that you will be coming always to learn something. It's very important. Are we together, please? Let me talk about the practical dimension of wisdom. When I say the practical dimension of wisdom, I'm talking about the technical aspect of wisdom. The technical aspect of wisdom. That is, the ability to use one's creativity to solve problems. What is wisdom without the ability to solve problems? If you say you are wise and you are not able to solve problems, please stop talking about it. Wisdom. Wisdom. Any man that is wise, any man that is having wisdom, has the ability to solve problems. Not long ago, I think last week or so, you know Hanko Kami. I gave it to Countryman Songo. I gave it to him. I needed to just tell him my mind because it's getting too much. I gave it to him. 
Because since I knew country mansion go, all that he does is to point problems. He has never named one solution. So he delights in insulting people. And for years I've listened to that guy. And people have said, fireman, fireman, he has never produced any results. Why, why he stands to give a solution? Country man Songo doesn't give solution. He only points at problems. Any man that points at problems and has no ability to talk about solution is foolish. All that you see is, is problem. You don't see anything good. You don't have any solution, but you insult men. So after insulting men, when we call you and ask you, what do you also have to, to say? He has nothing to say. He's empty. I gave it to him. It is the ability to use one's creativity to solve problems. If you are wise, if the spirit of God, if the spirit of wisdom is upon your life, you must be able to, 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 as I put it to you, you must be able to speak and solve problems. That is the, 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 the technicality of, of wisdom. Do you know that the first person, the, sorry, the first person that was mentioning the word of the Lord as a man having wisdom was a technical craftsman. He was a manufacturer. He carried solutions. So, let me tell you, when you view a man's life, eh, or when you view a person's life, you can tell whether they have wisdom or not by the practical solutions they apply to their challenges. You can. You can know that this man is wise or not by the application of practicality. Are they able to apply wisdom to whatever they are going through? You are going through challenges, it is true. If you are a man of wisdom, you must be able to apply. Look, listen, how I started this whole thing. Let's go to the, the spirituality. How? Let's go to the, men, the mental. Let's come to the moral. If you are able to combine all these things and you have a challenge, if truly wisdom is what you possess, you must be able. Because it is easy for men to know whether you are wise or not, I'm telling you. Listen. In, in my secondary school education, there was this guy. Me, I did illegal. Because of poverty, I, I became a, a, a boarding house student in Form 2, Second term, without the, the, the school authorities knowing that I'm a brother. Because of poverty. Because sometimes I walk from my house. Anybody that knows Kumase, we were staying at Atonsu Bukuru last stop. I walk from that place to Tafu. Estate dancing. I, I, I attended Osage the Secondary School. Anybody that knows who cares knows where it is. I walk from that place. I walk from Atonsu to Estate dancing. No money, nothing. And I wanted to complete school. It got to a time that I was tired. Because sometimes in a week, I could walk three times and then stay home two times. And I decided that let me go. Let me go toward the house. I went with only my shirt, the, the school uniform, nothing. I went to school one day. I didn't come home again. I became a brother. 
Because the guys in one room, they were my friends. So some will go and study and then I'll sleep. When they come, I also wake up and go and then they also come and sleep. That was the exchange we were having. Why am I saying this? I was having one guy. His house was closer to the school. I'm going to me, I'll get you. One guy with a single room. If you go to the room, mommy, the way the guy is organized, his bed is laid, his shoes are positioned well, everything in the room is organized. Sir, show me a man of wisdom and I'll show you a man of order. Show me a man that says that he or she is full of wisdom and I'll show you a man that is also full of wisdom or full of order. Because the practical dimension of wisdom demands that everything must be in order. A man of wisdom is a man of order. You don't go to a house where everything is in a mess and you say the person is wise. Hey, hello. Hi. Hey, hello. (laughs) Sir, you don't need to have plenty. Before you say you are, you are ordering for a beautiful life, when I get money, everything will be in order. It's not true. You are lying to yourself. The little you have, by the application of wisdom, people must know how order you are. People must know that everything is order in your life. That is why I have a problem with this nation. Because for all the resources we have, I mean no disrespect, but I have to say the truth. Order has become a problem. And I can surely say that wisdom is also a problem. The application of wisdom is a problem in this nation. There are nations that are not having anything like what we have today. You can insult me, but I'm telling you the truth. There are a lot of nations without these things we are having, this thing. These minerals you are having. These things the Lord has blessed us with. There are nations without any of them yet. They are in order. So wisdom is working. I know you are ahead because you are NDP or you are NDC. But I'll tell you the truth. Sweetheart, mommy, daddy, father, and brother, listen. Let's bring it down to ourselves. When I say the practical dimension of wisdom, talking about something that must be evident in our lives. How 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 your life is in order and everything about you. Wisdom can be applied collectively or individually. So as individuals, are we sure that the wisdom is at play, is at work in our lives? And collectively, can we say that wisdom is at play in our lives? Put everything in your life, put everything in your life in order. Because wisdom demands order wisdom it demands order sometimes when you go to uh, uh, certain places I remember I I went to Togo 
the things I saw there. I came to Ghana. The things I saw here. I knew that these two countries will have a problem. Because how our cars are packed. We use pavement to sell. Which organized nation? Please, those that are in UK and US and Canada and go. Please, talk to us. Do you people sell on pavements? I don't think it will happen. Come to La Paz. Come and check the pavement. That is supposed to be used by men. People are selling on the pavement. Buses, they can stop at anywhere they, they like to pick passengers. So collectively as a nation, there is a problem when it comes to wisdom. Collectively as a nation. And so all of us, we must pray. And we must believe God for wisdom. And when we receive the wisdom, we must be able to apply it daily so that it will affect everything about us. A lot of things would have changed. One prayer that I pray for the president. I remember when Rollins was there, I was praying for him that the Lord should give him wisdom. I'm not indirectly saying he's a fool. Never. There are some of us, anytime we say, let's pray for wisdom, something that I'm saying you're a fool. It's never true. Because there are stages to everything. Maybe you have it, but you don't even know how to apply it. Are we together? And so, if you have wisdom, it must be seen by how you put things together. Hallelujah. Let me add the last one so I can close. The last one is the governmental dimension of wisdom. The governmental dimension of wisdom. The governmental dimension of wisdom. This is also a collective wisdom. And this has got to do with rulership or leadership. Ruling a group. Not only with order, but also with fairness and equity. When I say governmental, please don't think that I'm talking about the government. No. But any position you hold, you are also a government. If you are leading, you are, you are also a government. And so you must be able to exercise fairness. Wisdom will help you to exercise fairness and equity. Hmm? Let me tell you, wisdom is easily seen in the way a home is covered. Wisdom is easily seen in the way a group is governed. Wisdom is easily seen in a way a home is governed. It's very important. How a home is governed can simply mean whether there is wisdom at play there or not. May the Lord help us. You see people littering around. There is dust being there, and people are throwing it away, throwing it on the floor. Ah, there is oh, there is a footbridge there, and people are 
are crossing the road by heart just to be knocked down by car. This is an act of foolishness. There is a footbridge, and they will say, Hey, distance and your life. If you really value wisdom, distance and your life. You have chosen distance and left your life. I won't go on that distance. Uh, baby, I was like, I'm going to be sitting here. Baby, I'm going to be sitting here. I'm going to be sitting here for a partner. No application of wisdom. May the Lord help us. In this week, we will unveil every truth about wisdom so that we live in the practicality of it. And I know and I believe God so strongly that before this year goes to an end, wisdom shall become the stability of our lives. And we shall be marked for experts. And we will begin to do that which no man has done before. By God's word, you will begin to do that which no man has ever done. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. In any way you are falling short. May the Lord show us mercy. And may he bless us with the wisdom that cometh from him alone. In the mighty name of Jesus. Today I came your way with the first series on wisdom. And I talked about the, the five dimensions of wisdom. The five dimensions of wisdom. The five dimensions of wisdom.